A reading from the book of Matthew. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and they did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large cloud spread their cloaks on the road. While others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road, the crowds that went ahead of them, him and those that followed, shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Uh, thanks, Rach. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Oh, hello, you're still on a microphone. That's know, nice, good, isn't, isn't it? it? That yeah. was a lovely loud afternoon. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave him on all the time yeah. and then we can hear everything he says. That would be great. <laughs> um, yeah, now today, of course, is Palm Sunday and that was our Palm Sunday reading. So I'm sure that you are all very familiar with it. But I wonder if there was anything that really stuck out to you as we went through it. For me... Obviously, I'm familiar with it, and I didn't expect anything to stick out to me. I have to say, when I came to write the talk this week, I thought, Palm Sunday again, gosh, what do I say? Oh, shall I just say the same as I did last year? And then, as I read it, I was surprised that something did stick out to me, and it was just the line, who is this? Now, I wonder if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those texts, you know? Who, who dis? Who dis? You ever, have you ever had that text? Now... I think I am one of the people that probably sends it quite often because a lot of people have my number and I don't necessarily have everybody else's. Um, but I try and just kind of cool my way out of that and just, you know, just try and figure it out as we go. You try and get clues and stuff, don't you? Um, so I don't often just come out with it and say, sorry, who is this? Um, but sometimes. But last year, um, I think it was about July last year, I was changing networks, so I was uh, porting my number over, and <laughs> I was on a temporary number. However, the networks kind of messed it up. I was on a temporary number for about a week, which was really nice, because nobody could get hold of me, um, except my mum hadn't been very well, and I needed uh, my parents to be able to get hold of me. And so there was like a, a, big, a big meeting going on, the medics that had been treating her, and I was waiting for the outcome of this meeting. And I text my dad from my temporary number. I couldn't ring him from it because it didn't work properly. It only worked on Wi-Fi. But I text him and said, hey, dad, it's me. Um, just to let you know, I'm on this temporary number for a little while until it's swapped back. Um, if you could let me know what's going on, that would be great. No text back. So I text my mum, no text back. And I knew the meeting was at 10.30 in the morning. And the next day, I still hadn't heard from them. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I text my dad again, just, 
saying, hello, question mark. And he texts back just an emoji response. And it was just the face with the little monocle. You know that one? Um, that's what my dad replied with. And I was like, you all right? And he just didn't reply again. And I had to ring him from my house phone. I don't go near my house phone. I have to pay for those calls. But I had to ring him. And uh, he went, oh, I thought you were a scam. <laughs> so like... <laughs> There you go. So my parents thought I was a scam. That's why they hadn't been in touch. Um, but just ridiculous. I've been congratulated on having savvy parents because of that. But they are not savvy, let me tell you. <laughs> but they just didn't recognize me. They didn't know who I was. I actually just ported my number over again. And I text Claire in the two hours I was on a temporary number. Didn't say who it was. She knew who it was. She could tell from the way I text. Um, but that is what I was drawn to this year, that line, who is this? Now, let's imagine the scene, shall we? The Palm Sunday scene. It's the run-up to Passover in Jerusalem. So this is like a big event. There's a lot of people. That's like modern-day Jerusalem. And there are a lot of people crowding in to that space in the, in the city. They arrive in their masses to observe this feast every single year. And it's a feast about how God saved the people from slavery. He saved the people out of slavery in Egypt. And this is a big celebration. But as you can imagine, living in an oppressed country, you don't feel that free. So maybe there are some tensions there. You can imagine maybe riots are quite kind of normal, actually. And, and the people in power, the Romans, they're not going to be big fans of this celebration of freedom. So it's a very politically delicate time. And of course, there's a heavy Roman presence there. There's a lot of Romans, and there's a big Roman procession of power, in fact, because they want to remind the people that they're in charge. Like, the Romans need to remind them they are in charge, and it's, you're not in charge, and you're not free. We, we are in charge here, so they're doing that. And so imagine that all happening, the excitement of the feast, the nervous sort of energy of like, oh, is it all going to kick off? Because it could kick off. It's very tense. And the familiarity of the feast, yet the buzz of the place with so many people crowding in. And then imagine as you approach, you see this other guy. <laughs> like there's the big Roman procession, but then on the other side of the city, there's this other guy doing his own procession. Like, what is this? Is this an act of defiance? It doesn't seem to be like an aggressive thing. It seems to be quite a peaceful thing. But is this a defiant act? Is this somebody trying to overthrow the Roman Empire? What on earth is going on? And who is this? Who on earth could it be? Well, actually, I think Palm Sunday is about Jesus declaring exactly who he is and what he's about in the sight of everyone, in the sight of all of the Jewish people and in the sight of all of the Romans. I think he's really clearly declaring who he is and what he's about. He's fulfilling um, an Old Testament prophecy. There's a prophecy in Zechariah and it says, see your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, he will proclaim peace to the nations. So he's there declaring, actually, that he is the king, that he's the Messiah. And he's also proclaiming that what he's about is bringing peace to the nations, that he's there to proclaim peace. Yet that reading said Jerusalem didn't recognize him. It said the whole city said, who is this? 
and even the ones in his own procession, they don't seem to fully get it either because they're shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, which is a quote from a psalm, and it's a quote from Psalm 118, and that's a conqueror's psalm. So that's like quite a different sort of vibe to a peaceful psalm. And actually, Hosanna means save us. So they're kind of shouting, save us, save us from the Romans, Hosanna. So even those that are seemingly celebrating with him don't quite get who he is and they don't quite understand what is happening. The whole city is asking, who is this? Nobody quite gets it. And so I think there's three things that we can get from that. Don't panic. It's okay on time. We're okay. (laughs) But I think there are three things. Carlo checks his watch as I say that. (laughs) Come on! (laughs) Um, So there are three things that I think that we can get from that. And actually, one of them, the first one, maybe, maybe you feel misunderstood. You know, I think a lot of us kind of go through life feeling misunderstood, like nobody really gets us. And I think it's very human, it's very normal for us to want to be known, for us to want to be seen, to be recognised for who we are. And I think a lot of people can go through life just feeling like nobody quite gets them. And so actually I think maybe for you, Holy Week could be about seeing that Jesus has also experienced that, seeing that Jesus lived his life being misunderstood that right towards the end of his ministry, you know, coming up to his death and resurrection, Jesus was misunderstood. So actually, if that's what you feel, if you feel really isolated and like nobody gets you, then Jesus has been there. And what's more is that Jesus does know you, sees you exactly as you are and completely loves you. And then secondly, I think... Maybe there are some people here, I'd be a fool not to plug the Alpha course, wouldn't I? There might be some people here going, yeah, who is Jesus? And do you know what? If that is you, if you're sat here going, yeah, who is Jesus then? Or I'd like to learn more about the Christian faith. I'd like to find out more. Then come along to Alpha. We're going to be putting it on just after Easter, so not long. Uh, Not the week after. That's a chill-out week, but the week after that, probably. Um, so do come and talk to me if you'd like to join the Alpha course and to find out more about who Jesus is. Come and chat to me, because it would be great to have you on that course, and we can share in that time together. And then thirdly, I think for a lot of us, a lot of us might go, well, I know who Jesus is. I've been a Christian for ages, or I've been coming to church for ages. I've got this sorted Like, we've got 2,000 years worth of theology, haven't we? And we've all got our heads around all of it, of course. But there's a lot of wisdom that we've learned from, and the church has been going for ages, and we know who Jesus is. But actually, do we really, really get it? Like, do we really recognize Jesus? Do you really recognize Jesus in the face of the people that you see, in the face of people that you come in in touch with? Do you recognize him? Do you recognize where God has already been working in your life? I think it's only in those moments sometimes when we reflect that we see what God has already been doing in our lives. And when we learn to see what God has already done, we start thinking about, actually, maybe God is with me. Maybe God is doing something now. And we learn to see the way of Jesus in our lives now.
And actually, maybe we'll learn to see that way of peace as well. Maybe we'll grow in that way of peace. And so for us, Holy Week is about pausing to reflect, to see where Jesus has already been in our lives, to see what Jesus is now doing and what Jesus can do. And so I think for each of us, whichever group we find ourselves in in that, there is something in there about recognising who Jesus is for us, who Jesus truly is, and actually that Jesus sees us as we are and knows us entirely. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. And we thank you for how you understand us and know us and love us completely. Jesus, we pray that as we go through Holy Week this week, that you would continue to reveal yourself to us, that we might know you more, that we might see where you've been in our lives so far, and that you might lighten the path before us. So Jesus, we thank you for all that you are. In your name. Amen.